everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 129. Today we are going to be reviewing the new Marvel film, Thor, Love and Thunder, as well as a new Netflix film, The Green Man. Uh, we have Mikey joining us today. I just want to let everybody know. Hi, Mikey. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hello, Mikey. He's we back. don't even really need any real any intros. Uh, Mikey wasn't even supposed to be on it. He just kind of jumped on. He's like, hey, what's up? So. <laughs> he said, you're talking about Thor. Everybody calls me Thor. So I got to re- review Thor. It's the body. And I said, okay, there the you body's go. The it's same. the body type, yeah. yeah. Sick son of a bitch. <laughs> God, he's... <laughs> put he's put like, it away, yeah, What about me? Put, put it away. I know. It's put that hammer here. away, bro. He uses the next now. Please. Okay, well, and then on top of that, Nabil, please put back your shirt on, and then we can continue. <laughs> Our bad. cameras are coming in way too clear now. I can see. I noticed you got a little piercing there, so... Nice. The ladies like it. St. Louis has changed you. All right, let's so let's get into our main review now of the Marvel film Thor: Love and Thunder. Kids, get to popcorn now. Let me tell you the story of the space Viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man; he was a god. After saving planet Earth for the five hundredth time, Thor set off on a new journey. Well, he got in shape. He went from dad bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, spoke too soon. Jane? The old ex-girlfriend. What's it been like? Three, four years? <laughs> Eight years, seven months and six days, give or take. Am I uh, sensing feelings? The only ones who gods care about is themselves. All right, so Thor Love and Thunder that was released on uh, July 8th in theaters right now. It's sitting at a 68% of Rotten Tomatoes. The IMD description is Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore the God Butcher who intends to make the gods extinct. Directed by Taika Waititi, who also directed the previous Thor film, Thor Ragnarok, in 2017, as well as, uh, you know, uh, Jojo Rabbit, 2019. It's also written by Taika Waititi, as well as Jennifer Caton Robinson, who actually wrote the film Unpregnant on one of the HBO Max films back from 2020. Good movie. This is based on the Marvel Comics by Stan Lee and Jason Aaron. This stars Crims Hensworth returning as Thor, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster slash the Mighty Thor. Christian Bell as Gore, Tessa Thompson as King Valkyrie, Taika Waititi himself as Korg, Russell Crowe as Zeus, and Jamie Alexander as Sif, kind of. She's, that's more of a cameo, if you think about it. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to start with Nabil first. What did you think about the movie in a few sentences? It was funny. There was uh, some good action. But it wasn't as good as Ragnarok. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. It, it was. It wasn't. A, it wasn't bad. It wasn't the best Thor film, but um, it was better than a lot of the other ones. But Ragnarok, I think, still was overall better. Um, and I say that in the sense of like, if you're going into the film thinking that it's going to be like something profound or something original, like Ragnarok, I think they just they changed that a bit. They leaned more into what people really liked from the first uh, from the last film and. 
Um, it if you go in with the mindset of like it's just a fun comic book movie, that's what you're gonna get out of this. If you're going in for something deeper than that, um, with a little bit more character development, like uh, Ragnarok gave you, uh, you're not gonna get that much from it. Okay, I just realized I unmuted my micro during my fixing my camera. This might be a little embarrassing now. He said, Whoa, whoops. Anyways, Marco, I actually got to see this with you and the fam there. Yeah. What do did. you think about Thor: Love and Thunder or Thor four. Well, first of all, James no. being modest, we sat next to each other. We held hands. We did. We locked yeah, eyes. We did. We did. And yeah. uh, during the emotional parts, we each had a tear in our eye, staring at each other. I missed part of this movie because I just kept looking at James. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I, <was just> about <laughs> to be like, I took a shit five minutes into the film, and I missed yeah. most of the beginning. Uh, no. Apparently, <laughs> Guardians were in it. I'm just kidding. No. Um. I, uh, well, Mike, I'm, hold on. Mikey was supposed to come as well, but um, he got hit by the big C. So, yeah, he's funny. one of the fallen. Uh, he's one of he's oh, no. he's stronger than all of us combined now. Actually, <laughs> Mike, definitely. So, <laughs> Mike, you know, but yeah, Mike because of that though, right there now. was a gap next to me, which was kind of nice because that that theater was a little packed. And and uh, not to mention, we also did see it in IMAX 3D, by the way. Yeah. Oh goodness, you went all out for it. That was oh, a yeah. 3D. So, anyways, That's I want to set it up for you. Go ahead, Marco. <laughs> No, yeah, we saw, as James said, we saw it in IMAX 3D. I, I agree with some things Nabil said and disagree with others. I think that it's a, although the writing was a little sloppier in this one than Ragnarok, I feel Ragnarok is tighter as a movie, as a script. Uh, however, I feel like this is a really good follow-up to to Ragnarok. I think that it does do a good job at um, further exploring these characters, specifically the character of Thor. And the the commentary and the the themes that it touched upon, I felt were still in tune with Ragnarok as far as like how Taika Waititi elevates uh, this franchise while still sprinkling with a little bit of comedy. I went with really low expectations, so because I heard a lot of like really bad shit about the movie. And uh, truthfully, like I you know. I actually really enjoyed it. I came out liking it a lot more than I thought I would. Maybe it's because I was, you know, with low expectations. Maybe it's because I saw it with, like, really good crew, you know? So, um, overall, like, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's still, although some of the writing wasn't as tight, I feel like it's a really good follow-up to Ragnarok and still helps, you know, uh, elevate the, the character of Thor. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Mikey? I know you saw this a bit after us, actually, so... What did yeah, you, uh, what did you think weekend. of, yeah, what did so, you think about Thor? Uh, I thought it was all right. Um, I liked, uh, kind of like what Marco said. I mean, it kind of is a continuation, a nice continuation of the story of what store had, uh, Thor had. Store? I don't know. Store? Uh, God, all of us said I can't speak English. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I thought they, they could have done more. I was kind of expecting more. Um, I don't know why, uh, but, uh, I did like Ragnarok a lot better, um, I really did like the villain in this one, though. I really liked him, so he was like the most intriguing part of the movie for me. Uh, and some of the stuff they did in the movie as well, which I'm sure we'll get to, uh, was really kind of cool. Like how they did kind of some of the scenes. So I liked some of the parts there. But overall, it was a good movie. I you know enjoyed it. It just uh, wasn't as good as I was expecting. So maybe I was expecting too much. Yeah, I I think for me personally, I'm I'm middle of the road too on this one. Uh, it's better than I thought it's gonna be. Um, I still think Ragnarok was a better film. I, it's interesting because I guess Taika Waititi didn't write Ragnarok, that's why, but he did write this film. So, oh, that I didn't know. 
Yeah, that's something I didn't know either until I looked into it. And I was like, oh, he didn't write uh, Thor Ragnarok. So Another key example directed. of directors that should probably not write and just direct. Oh, no, I'll take him over Kathleen Kennedy. Or not Kathleen Kennedy. Um, <laughs> the Wonder Woman lady any day. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. <laughs> Whatever the fucking name is. Yeah, that's true. Other than the, other than the, um, yeah, the Egyptian scene. Sorry. I just don't like talking about Wonder Woman 84. Uh, it's a dark time. It doesn't exist. We didn't have our vaccines yet. No, it was cool. There was there was moments that are really good. I think it just it goes a little too much into the comedy at times, you know. And I think that takes away from it. It's like I I was watching like a review on it, which I don't like to do, but because this came out so you know two weeks ago, it's hard to not like dodge shit on YouTube. And someone said it get well, like um, they made Thor kind of a like an idiot in this movie. Like he's kind of dumb. And I was he's like, a little you simple. Know what? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of I like mean, in the first film, you know, in that sense. But in a sense, but it's like in a go- it's like a goofy Taika Waititi sense. Like he he's yeah. funny in like for instance in Ragnarok, right? But then you know his dad dies in that, and then I mean spoiler if you haven't seen that. There's a lot of emotion, yeah, that he was going through. Yeah, and then this one, I th- it still hits I, that but, mark, but, especially with his relationship with Jane. You know, yeah, but, but I think that was kind of done on purpose because he was kind of sort of lost. No, it definitely in this, was. You know, like after everything had that, that had happened, he was sort of, you know, just living and and being you know just wild and not really have any direction you know yeah well, also like I can he's see trying that. to get over some he's trying to get over the relationship basically for like however long it's been eight years or whatever it was um and also like in the middle of that then he sees the same girl he's trying to get over so he's kind of like in that like phase where he's like i don't know what to do with myself so it kind of right. makes him maybe make some bad decisions that kind of stuff so i can Tim, see we, we, we all been there <laughs> Typical well, Tuesday to Mikey. Oops. I might still be there. I don't know. Couple of my exes out here. Cool. So, um, okay. So then, coming back to you, Nabil, I know that you said there was a lot of the action scenes that you liked. I, me personally, I, I thought I didn't think there was too much action scenes in this one. So, but did any like stand out to you in particular? Yeah, I enjoyed the. Uh, I I liked the scene where they first introduced um the mighty Thor and uh, Thor just to kind of. Back to back with with uh, the play of the hammer and the axe, um, mm-hmm. and I think think that was just really fun to see the scenes that they had where they were in that um, I can't remember what they called that planet or realm where it was all black and white um, when they were fighting over Shadow there. Room. That was just really Shadow Realm. Yeah, yeah. Shadow Realm. That was all really just visually really cool to see, mm-hmm. um, and I the agree. battles they had yeah. with uh, Gore in there. Um, and then, of course, the big epic battle at the ending was really fun just to see the kids um, in that film. So all that, I think they were all instead of like one off kind of small skirmishes, they were all like big set pieces in a sense. And I kind of like seeing it all at once. Like each each time you went to an action scene, um, it was like a big set piece of all something really important happening. It wasn't a lot yeah. of small fights or anything. And then. But then it also made me feel that they, as soon as they ended, they moved on to like the next thing, which is a part of my thing with like the plot. Like it was, it was a very short for for a Marvel film, a shorter film, and so yeah. it really just moves on to the next thing really quickly. You don't get a lot of time to process what just happened, and why I say you don't really connect emotionally. Like I was saying to uh, about earlier with Marco that I don't feel like I'm really sitting in with everything that it just went through because you're just getting to the next part of the the plot. No, uh, yeah, I agree with that. What uh, what about you, Mark? Anything, any scenes stand out for you? Uh, kind of agreeing with Nabil. Uh, whenever they went to any particular location and there was a big 
the action sequence that was really visually striking when they went to go see Zeus that was really uh, pretty awesome like all the visuals all the different gods that they had there was was awesome little shout outs to all the different gods um when we went to the shadow realm of course that's probably one of my favorites because like visually it just looks so good because everything's so muted and then you know yeah it looks like a Zack Snyder film for a while and then you know you see the <laughs> the color of the weapons and shit just kind of like lash out towards so, you yeah. and in in IMAX 3D it looked fucking crisp and amazing so yeah, I will mention the 3D in this movie is pretty well done. Yeah, I uh, I I liked uh, the action that they did with the Mighty Thor. I was I was hoping that it would get handled well, and, and it did. Um, I felt like Natalie Portman really did good with her action sequences. So you know, it's, it's been a while since you know we, well, since I've seen her be in any type of action. So it was nice to see her get back in the groove of things. So um, those kind of stood out for me. Um, We'll agree with Nabil that at times it did feel a little jumpy, like they, there wasn't a lot of room to breathe. I know like many times we feel like a movie could trim like 10 or 15 minutes, but this is one movie where I feel it could have actually benefited from an extra 10 or 15 minutes, specifically with like the things with, with Jane, which I'll get into much later, but they could have let a few things breathe a little bit. It felt like they were just trying to like just, you know you know, throw everything at you just so they can let the, the, the plot like move on and stuff. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait, let's, let's focus on this a little bit more. But you know, that's, that's probably one of the things that, um, that didn't stick well with me. Gotcha. Uh, what about you, Mikey? Was anything memorable or is there anything that didn't work out for you? Like maybe well, see a little less of or tone down anything? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of agree with what's already been said here. My favorite scene, the one I was talking about before that's thought we'd get, get into is the black and white scene. I thought it was really well done. It's just something a little different. Lighting was really cool in that scene. Uh, so I, I did like that scene the best and kind of echo what's already been said about it. Um, I actually didn't think the action was very good because it's all the same action. Like every action scene was just Thor stuff. Even when it's other people fighting, it was still just Thor stuff. So I didn't think there was much like variety in the types of action. Um, Are you referencing I, like like just smashing shit with a hammer? Yeah, I mean everything was just like brute force, throwing hammers, lightning bolts. I mean, Mikey, that's like how that. he fights. I understand. It's the that, title of the movie. <laughs> Mikey wanted more that, Scott McGraw. That's the shit. that's the movie. He wanted well, yeah, drunken master fighting that's and one shit. Or two of the Where's the martial right? arts? The they weren't grabby. We're still throwing lightning bolts around, right? Well, right. I mean, we'll I get into that spoilers. But I mean, so. there's a. I mean, it rolls with the plot of it, though, right? You would say. Yeah, I, I just thought that they could have used some variety um, rather than just you know the same stuff over again. So Mikey wants I, I an like Avengers movie. You know, <laughs> you know what it's like, Mikey. The fight scenes, like when you're watching, it's like a video game. Like you're watching each film from the first first Thor to this one, right? And like Ragnarok was like the quote unquote end game right the, the boss battle at the end of it, where he unlocks all his powers and everything and then he he fights the boss and in this film it's like the uh the new game plus like it's afterwards so he's he's already got all his powers and he's just like he, he can kind of just kill anybody like the opening scene where he's fighting with the guardians of the galaxy and he's just they called him in to save the day he didn't really need to if you need them, he could have done it himself if he really needed to. It, it, just because everyone's just, listening, I just wanted you guys to know Nibble's grinning because he thinks he made a really good metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Y'all only grinning, your heads he's and agreeing squeezing with me. the shit out of his he's nipples like, right now. 
Little squeeze. But I mean, that's, that's what it is, though. Like he's he's not he's not learning anything per se, as far as like this gaining is just new like abilities a, or strength. You yeah, know? this he's, is he's, like the. Yeah, he he's not learning right. anything as far as yeah. his powers go or as far as his abilities go, but he is learning. He's learning about uh, love. Like more about himself internally. Again. I I do agree with Mikey though that the the fighting, yeah, it does at at some points get a little stale because unlike Ragnarok, where you had Loki and you had Valkyrie who do more hand to hand combat, it did. I mean, add not to mention the variety. Hulk, you know? And and Thor loses yeah. his weapon too. His main weapon, you know, Mjolnir, so he's forced. To do more melee attacks and more like, you know, get more yeah. fisticuffy, but uh, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, but it was kind of I mean, cool to kind of see him, you know, unleash his full force at the same time. Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, Thor has to have that kind of aesthetic, right? But there's other people around that could have had something different. So that's that's all I'm saying. True. Like Lady Sif, maybe do something other than just show up again. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up some stuff more or less on this one. I would have actually liked to see Gore maybe kill a god outside of the intro. I'm just saying. Oh, you mean the god, god butcher? butcher yeah, really we kill actually <laughs> never get to see him kill anyone after that. No, he kills them all it. off screen. I I didn't really like that. I'm like, did did they? Is Me there too. something left on the cutting room floor? They mentioned he kills like, like a whole bunch of low Guardians, level gods. Yeah. The Guardians get like an alert that there's like 1,500 fucking like alerts going on. Like, holy fuck! Like all this stuff's going bad. I'm like. Could we have seen a couple of those or in the montage? <laughs> that would have been nice. Yeah, but um, what I was saying too, right? That's different action. A little different killing, so, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and then um, he definitely he, the whole time I was just like, man, he needs to put a napkin on that mouth. He's what? just, he's just <laughs> drooling. It, it's it, it would have been more, nice to see him like getting there. Sorry, Margo. No, no, go, go, it would have been go. nice to kind of see him see him getting there, mm-hmm. and, like to the point of where he got to Thor, even if it was like one or two gods. Where he led up to to try to get him to where he was, to, without spoiling it, without to get him to what his end result was of what he was trying to accomplish. Like rather than it coming coming out in exposition through uh, dialogue with Thor and uh, with Grog, so you know mm-hmm. or Korg, I mean. So it seemed kind of weird <laughs> that we had to learn that from somebody else rather than just you know showing us. Yeah, it's just yeah. telling us it, again. It, it's it's it goes in in hand in hand with this movie. Could have probably could have benefited from a few more minutes of you know of of length a little you know? less and, and a little less with the weird fucking weapon shit that was kind of weird too for me like it was yeah. funny I the first funny. time yeah but nine times it's, in i'm like okay i i get it <laughs> I, yeah it's weird. it's supposed to be like an extension of him and his emotions because like they his weapons are in a, in a way like sentient because they are these god killing weapons but he was about to fuck that hammer bro i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's it, i mean he was ready to... it's like kind of a funny way to kind of show like his mixed emotions and how he's just kind of unsure of like his path and everything and and but yeah i thought it was too that for me it was a little too much a little less that more a little more development would have been nice yeah, but um, he simplified like it a little god, too much. I, I do like the god, the god place though. That was cool, especially with the uh, god of dumplings bow. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> his little, uh, this motherfucker was oh, cheering was in the fucking theater. He was standing up on his fucking Sorry. chair, dude, just yelling. Half Asian to me. I was like, oh. I could go for a steam bun right now. Before we get because uh, we're 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 getting a little close to spoilers here. I think technically Mikey might have already said some, but. Um, let's just rate it real quick, just so that we uh, get it going here. Um, Mike, Mikey, we'll see. Yeah, don't be, don't be giving me that that eyes, Mikey. Uh, starting <laughs> with you, uh, Nabil, what do you uh, give this one? I gave it a three and a half out of five stars. Okay, uh, we'll go clockwise here. Mikey, go ahead. 
Uh, I give it three. Three out of five. Three, okay. Uh, Marco. I'll do the same as the Bills. It's three and a half stars for me. I also gave this one a three and a half, too. So, uh, let's get into spoilers, though. Um, it's a Marvel film, so, like, if you want to listen, you can just listen. You already got it ruined for you, probably. You're probably already <laughs> got spoiled if you Stay away from the social I mean, media. Stick, stick around. Yeah. We have a, we're doing a double feature today. You can go around the next one here, but... Uh, if not, I'm mean, like I said, either listen or not, skip 10, 15 minutes or maybe less, but spoilers here then. So I guess it's mostly the ending, really, right? So the biggest reveals here, Gore d- dies at the end of the film because he um I mean, he's so fucking injured, really. I guess that's it, right? Technically, but he gets his wish. He was the... poisoned. Yeah, he finally got two poison from them from the because the um, the sword killed Batman finally. And he was just like <laughs> somebody half which. To. But then I was like, no, no, no. I've seen this before. He'll show up at a cafe in France. He's fine. <laughs> which kind of shows like these these villains. They have all these these plans to do this like all these like atrocities and stuff, but they have this opportunity to actually like do some good and it's like this whole time he he wanted to like go make a, a wish to kill all the gods and it's like but you could have made a wish to just bring back your child though same with thanos where he he's almost like, learned it there he's like yeah shit you're right it, it's like it's like a reverse <laughs> thanos where it's like he's gonna snap his fingers to kill half the population i'm like why don't you just make more resources but you know I thought it was kind of weak. The whole thing, like, he's like, I do well, too. his son is not alone, you know, or your daughter, you know. Thor's going to essentially saying that he's going to take care of him. Like, you don't even know I this thought guy. he was going to be like, like let's gonna... save let's save Jane at the same time. I thought he was going to do that. Because he, ma- he makes dies. a sacrifice also. And uh, it, at, at first, Nabil, I kind of thought the same. Where I was like, it's kind of like, it's weak to, to, to where it's uh, like, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's kind of a cop out. Yeah, kind of a cop out because it's like, oh, he's gonna, you know, go to a fight, but he ends up killing. Like he kills Thor, kills all his enemies like with brute force and with violence and stuff. And it's the first time he defeated someone by doing a good deed, you know, and by just saying, you know what, man, it's your choice, dude. You could you could choose love or you can choose more destruction, and he gives him that choice, and he ends up winning that way. And I I liked. How that was different. It's not the ending we wanted. We wanted him to fucking kill the dude. I know. I wanted to see that too. I wanted to see Christian Bale bleed I mean, the fuck fu- on screen. But I, mean, I like, still, like that though. I'd say they still fucked him up pretty bad. Yeah, and <laughs> technically speaking, I mean, like, like Gore, they whoop his ass, dude. Like Gore is the one who yeah. actually won that fight though, because he made it to eternity. And like, he, exactly, guess, but he, Jane destroys the sword, and then in the process dies because of that, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or well, you know, because of the hammer, right? Not because of the I sword. think it was. I think it was cancer, actually, Mikey. But yeah, well, it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what he's saying. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, because it's, of the, the hammer but, was preventing the cancer, right? So, yeah. but it was taking right. all. Yeah, the but then it was like she was still dying, though. It was just kind of slowing it down, right? I think, or maybe it, well, it, it was. It was using quicker? up all her like energy. Energy. And she couldn't. Yeah. She couldn't like yeah. block the. She couldn't heal herself from the cancer. Basically, is what they were saying. But yeah, it was um, a catch twenty two. Basically, it made her stronger temporarily for that. But she, at the same time, like Mikey was saying, it was using up the remaining bits of her life. So, yeah, putting a strain on her. Yeah, I didn't mind Gore's death, really. I mean, it w- it was, like, I, like you guys said, already kind of a cop-out, but 
I, I really I don't think feel like, like we talked character. about him enough, though, truth be told. Yeah, I mean, they didn't say a lot about him, but he, honestly, I mean, from his point of view, he wasn't doing anything, you know, quote-unquote bad, right? He was trying for the mass of people. He was trying to make their lives better because the gods I mean, he did kidnap a bunch of kids, part, Mikey. Right? I mean, the question is, was he intending to kill the kids or not? He didn't kill the kids. He didn't. He yeah. didn't kill them or anything like that. He yeah, that might have been. That might have been only to lure Thor because he he knew that would lure Thor. That's yeah, why he just like, was trying he, to lure Thor. He didn't kill the kids. He wasn't planning on doing it. He was just. I mean, living. it's still kidnapping though. True, yeah, but he, he did pop out of the shadows. Kind of crouched like Nabil does in a treehouse. That fucking face. Still straight came up on the nipples. I got. Well, I, I just got the chills when the did that. It scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> but I, oh, I agree. We didn't really talk too much about Gore. I I did like him as a villain, kind of just like how Mikey yeah. said. I think he was, he was cool. He was an interesting villain. He it 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 showed like you know he, you know, was basically going against the system and stuff because he had dedicated his whole life to it and just realized it's all just a, a fucking sham. Really, like all the gods were just pretty much partying and shit, not giving a a, a flying fuck about him and stuff and. Thor was really the only one that was kind of like uh, caring and 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 willing to kind of help people and and like be you know the the uh, type of quote unquote god that he was meant to be and stuff. So it was it was still interesting to see like a a, a villain that was willing to you know uh, go out and and fight against the system like that and and point out its hypocrisies and, and its fucking corruption. So made him interesting. I just feel like though, overall. Too. I think overall in the scope of it, though, he'll be a pretty forgettable villain down the line. Yeah, they they have they always yeah. have like a good, good like Trace premise Forrest for a villain. Had the fucking yeah. worst villains. Sorry. No, That's I mean, well, I think Marvel in general does that, right? Like they have a lot of good ideas for villains that come out, and then they don't do anything with them except for no. like Thanos, essentially. Which Thanos, they have built Killmonger is pretty good though. He's it took them sixteen memorable. movies yeah, I mean, to do, but yeah, they were like, right. you like them now. And yeah, Killmonger is a is a rare exception in that yeah. Marco, where you really and I mean you could argue that that film he had, I mean he was in that film just as much as Black Panther was in that film. Yeah. Like you're spending Go- a lot of time with Killmonger, but in these other films, they're one for twenty seven. Right? But yeah. because you know <laughs> exactly. his 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 scenes apparently were left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> you know we we didn't really get that, but he yeah he was kind I, I have of a feeling he like shot that. more stuff. Yeah, yeah. You almost you get the vibe definitely. What did you think about? Um, I mean, I guess that's part of the the title. Love is actually Gore's daughter, and technically Chris Hemsworth's I daughter, know. actually in real life. That's his real right. daughter. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. I wonder good. how she got that role. What do you uh, think, Nabil, about that? So now, is he going to be exploring the galaxy with his daughter? I guess. I don't. I don't know where they're going to go <laughs> with any of these kind of younger. Um, no one does Marvel characters. I don't know if they're going to be Avengers or they're just kind of. Uh, added characters that we're gonna have a time jump for them in the future. Like, yeah. I don't Do you know think where it's going be with a lot of these one of those ones? things where, like, in a future movie, it's like, where's she at? Oh, she's away with people. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We doing we doing one of these. Okay, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. And and okay. it gives them a an idea of of bringing Thor in and then having like, where's your daughter? And it's like, oh, she's out, you know, in the in the galaxy somewhere, and he's out doing this adventure. Here, like, why? You know, so it does it does appear that Chris Hemsworth is the only original cast member that. Likes to Probably do these still. Yeah. So it I sounds like he is coming out. back for either a sequel or something, at least in the future, right? He is That's only the only MCU character with uh, four standalone films. Other than, I'm sorry, other than um, 
uh, fuck, what's his name? Praise Bruce Banner. Mark oh, Ruffalo. Hulk. He's yeah, he'll be in She Hulk. Yeah. Can't um, wait. They won't give him a movie, but he'll be like, hey, you can be this TV show if you want. Anyway, uh, you didn't, uh, Nabil, you didn't catch when, uh, when Thor told Jane that he was going to go grab Moon Knight and Miss Marvel on the way there to fight him. So he was, he was set. <laughs> oh, dude, we're fucking watching this movie and this motherfucker says this shit in the middle of the goddamn fucking movie. I'm fucking dying, dude. I cannot stop laughing. I was like, yeah, we got the fucking D squad left over. You're not excited <laughs> yeah, about that? Was, it was in the scene where he was like, there's no one else that they can grab. And this fucker is like, yeah, grab Moon Knight and this Marvel. Yeah, he's going to grab the D the D squad on the way there. He'll be just fine. But uh, I think, Bill, I think you mentioned, like, where are they going to go with this with, with the whole, you know, love aspect and stuff? I, I do agree. Like, they always seem to leave Thor at the end, like, with, with this different direction that they never seem to go in like for example at the end of avengers endgame he was going to go off with the guardians of the galaxy and it made it seem like he was going to be with them for like a movie or something or chill with them for a while and then we don't get that it's like nope sorry we just He's... got a montage scene <clears throat> yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much i thought they so, were going to be a, a little bit bigger of a, of a we didn't talk about it but the guardians are in this movie by the way but yeah like so that's it's why i feel like first like what 10 minutes yeah all right that that's it yeah. and then they one and done and that's that's why i'm like what impact is love gonna have on him is you know are they gonna write her off in 10 minutes to in the next movie kind of like they did with the guardians i don't know they could yeah now she does her own thing right yeah, yeah exa- that's what i mean mikey yeah. like they can easily be like oh she's an alien she she grows faster than people too like oh that's convenient right mm-hmm. yeah. like <laughs> oh okay uh one thing too real quick guys what did you guys think about the post credit scene with uh the reveal of hercules oh that was fun that was a fun nod. I, so I'm, I, I'm looking forward to see what they do with him. I loved it only because that actor is from Ted Lasso, and he he yeah. plays he plays fucking Roy in Ted Lasso. Which he's, James still hasn't seen yet. He he's fucking so phenomenal he in that show. So that's, he has that's, no joy in his life. Yeah, I'm I'm like almost caught up, I'm like halfway through season two. But anyway, that was my only excitement too, for it. I had too much shit to watch, guys. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Who knows? So. Well, I mean, right. The whole thing is is so. Does that mean like Zeus is going to be the new bad guy? I mean, let's jump into it then. Like, where where do you think? I mean, this is phase four. Where we have more movies, and because of the shows, there's more time into these than all the previous phases combined. And yet, I feel like I've progressed zero. What do you guys think about phase four? (laughs) Pretty cool, huh? I don't think you can even say what do you think about phase four. I think the better question is, is there a phase four yet? <laughs> right? They, yes. they haven't made a phase four yet. This so. is phase four. Um, it's well, all introducing the catch. multiverse. They're like literally trying to tell you everything. What's, like, we get it. There's multiple universes. Stop trying to fucking shove it down our throats. Let's move on to something that's important now. So this is definitely your favorite phase then. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see you're wearing Starting a Miss Marvel strong. mask, so I'm assuming yes. I mean, you know, I well, is it about representation? I think that's great. Like Miss Marvel, Moon Knight. I think there's a lot of great aspects of of these one-off stories that they look like they want to include into a bigger story. You know, obviously Arch, but I don't, I don't know how they're gonna do that. I don't see suddenly you know, like the Moon Knight showing up with uh, the new Captain America and fucking, uh, you know. Fighting evildoers in the in the city of New York or some shit like that. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with that. Yeah, where's the glue, right? Where's the <laughs> oh, glue and the Eternals. Don't, for, don't forget the Eternals. 
Oh, the Eternals? Yeah, Eternals. Yeah, the Eternals. Yeah, about those you guys, guys remember all those guys <laughs> because they got taken. No one mentions. No one mentions that at all. Yeah. How many? How many fucking movies are we in, and we still don't know what direction they're going in? Like every every time. Mm, Every I'll time we get a big movie, like we we got you know Spider Man, you know No Way Home, we got this one. We're like, okay, they're gonna show us like what direction they're going in this movie, and then it's like a big psych. It's like, nope, sorry, we're not gonna show you where we're going with this. We still don't know. They, I I, well, I still think they don't know. You not, did any of you guys? Am I the only one that watched Miss Marvel? I haven't finished it. Yeah, yet. I haven't started. Okay, it, well, cover yours then. Is that kind of reviewed? There, I think. They're going in the direction of those, um, the Ten Rings from Shang Chi, especially with how uh, Miss Marvel ends. There's a uh, Brie Larson shows up at the end, so it's kind of like, you know, obviously it's leading into Miss Marvel, which is a fucking another Phase Four movie. But it sounds like from the, it's finally starting to kind of come together, which sounds cool. So like, I think that's what they're doing. Marvels. Yeah, so she'll be in it too. But she's wearing something specifically when the when the when the scene happens at the end. Okay. But I think they're finally trying to like connect some stuff. So that's why I think either this is gonna play out with that or I thought it was gonna be that one fucking guy from um Loki, what's his name? Um I always want to say Kane. What the fuck's his name? The fucking Yeah, Kang Kang the Conqueror. Kang, Kang the Conqueror. Kang? Is it Kang? Okay. Yeah, okay. Kang the Conqueror. So it's Kang. But then he's also like the variation of him is gonna be in a new Ant Man movie, and he's the main guy. So I'm like, how the fuck does that work? So, but that that's why I think because there could be like multiple versions of him, which would be different than some of their other villains, where it's just like one and done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So oh, I mean, where like, would you guys let's just, let's just let's just <laughs> jump into this? Where so where would Thor rank? Well, like, what are your top three Phase Four movies, guys? Let's start. In, uh, oh we'll, we'll start the round robin again here. This is should oh, be. You can shit. add shows in it too if you want. I don't think any of them are gonna make it, but uh, go ahead, Nabil. So of course, which ones do you ones. remember? Actually, sorry, do Black <laughs> Widows. Everybody's number one, right? That goes without saying. It just makes perfect sense. <laughs> no, uh, Shang Chi probably uh, Thor Ragnarok or Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder, and um, I guess Doctor Strange. Okay, I gotta jump in real quick. I'm gonna cut Mikey because I can't. I mean, Spider Man's definitely number one for me. Feel like Nabil forgot that yeah, movie came I out. Guess, I, I I guess that's part of Phase Four, huh? Yeah, that I is definitely Phase that. Four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it supposedly like started Phase Four, right? Uh, or am I wrong? I don't no, know. No, Black man. Widow did actually, sir. Black Widow Black did Widow actually. Did. Sir. Fuck. Yeah. I'd say Spider Man. Um, that's about it. Spider Man and <laughs> uh, what else came out actually? You said there was something else, right? Shang Chi and then um, I don't know. Uh, probably th- maybe Thor, but not even Thor. Uh, uh, fucking uh, Hawkeye. I liked Hawkeye. The show. Oh, yeah. What are you, Mikey? No, it's definitely gonna be Spider Man number one. Mikey's I, head looked like it hurts. Ev- everything else <laughs> is like a far distant tenth. I mean, like I I have not been a person that liked this phase at all. Moon Knight, uh, nice. Yeah, I mean, every movie is decent. I'm you not saying they're Moon Knight, movies, I'm not saying not go watch them, but yeah. none of them are at the level of the other phases at all. Um, so. Spy- Say Spider Man. Well, that's what I said. Spider Man's good. Everything yeah. else is Spider Man. So. Spider Man's the big standout. And really, Spider Man only because of the nostalgia, though, right? I mean, yeah, because I feel like and stuff like that no, is not the greatest. It's great. So. It doesn't feel really connected to everything, even man. though you do see Doctor Strange. Obviously, there's that whole plot, but it still feels separate from everything else we've mm-hmm. watched. Yeah. Uh, well, just wait until you see. No one knows who he is, Nabil. <laughs> Go ahead, Marco. 
I would say I'll, I'll I'll try to be fair. I'll try to be fair here. Uh, Spider Man for sure, absolutely number one, dude. Hands fucking down. Thor, Love and Thunder, Shang Chi, Doctor Strange. I did like. Moon Knight. That's three. I'd say, I'd say Moon Knight. <laughs> stop. Stop. Ranging them all. Moon, Moon, Moon Knight. Stop. Yeah. You don't have to rank them. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Wait. 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 All the We're other phases five. and the, all the other phases, uh, the, the fucking D- the DC one. movies, and then season the rest one. of these fucking movies <laughs> okay. and TV shows. All right, guys. Any anything last? Any last words you want to talk about before we jump to our second review? I will say. I mean, again, it was it was a funny film and it was enjoyable. So don't don't. I, I feel like we're starting to just nitpick and get hate on a lot of the the film itself. We're just. I think it's worth the watch. It's just not. It's yes, it hasn't added Bill, anything more it. to anything You else. wanted to watch where the crawdads sing. Fuck, we get it. We could have done it. Hey, relax. <laughs> Can you relax. Shut up. He, he has the book behind him like he's some fucking author right now. Stop, Nabil. Fuck. <laughs> just kidding. No, no, I agree. It's a fun movie. I mean, hey, more likely you've already seen it too. If you're listening At to this, this point, right? Yeah. No fucking way! You're like, oh, I guess I'll check it out now. Probably you have to see it week one, right? Thanks, random guys. I have to. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty. Mikey, did it get spoiled for you before you saw it? Not most that there was it, yeah. much to spoil, truthfully. Yeah, most of it. Yeah, most of it. I knew almost everything that was going in, so um, that's kind of why I had high, like uh, more expectations of the movie because I I heard other people yeah. say it was really good and like they were talking about some of the stuff. And I, was I like, told oh, you, I told cool, you the right? night that I yeah. I was like, it's not bad. So. Yeah. That was okay. me, Mikey. <laughs> that was I. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, like kind of like what Bill was saying. Just go watch the movie, man. It's it's actually one of the fun ones in this phase. So, all right, let's move on now to our review of The Gray Man. What do you know about the Sierra program? Reckless mystery men you guys send in when you can't officially send anyone else. The Gray Man. Lloyd. They got an urgent locate and destroy. That could be fun. The man's got some street cred. You hurt? I mean, my ego's a little bruised. They have something they really want. What's your gut? It's gonna be my funeral you're going to next. You wanna make an omelet? You gotta kill some people. You must be Lloyd. What gave it away? The trash dash. It just, it leans Lloyd. The Gray Man, currently sitting at a 53% Rotten Tomato score. It is about CIA's, one of their most skilled operatives, whose true identity is known to none. Accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets. A psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt by international assassins. It's directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, who also did Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Avengers Endgame, and Cherry. This is written by Joe Russo, who um, also did Extraction, another Chris Hemsworth film in uh, 2020. Also, Christopher Marquis, who did The Chronicle of Narnia, The Line of Witch and Wardrobe, Pain and Gain, and Captain America Civil War, as well as Stephen McFreely, who did Thor to Dark World, Captain America Winter Soldier, and Avengers Endgame. This is based on a book by Mark Greeny, 
and released on July 15th in theaters. And um, should it, by the time you probably listen to this or soon to be, will be streaming on Netflix on July 22nd. This film stars Ryan Gosling as Six, Chris Evans as Lloyd Hansen, Anna de Armas as Danny Miranda, Billy Bob Thornton as Fitzroy, Jessica Henwick as Suzanne Brewer, Danush as Avic's son, Alfred Woodard as Maurice Cahill, Reggie Jean Page as Carmichael, and Julia Butters as Claire. All right, gents. So we're going to start with our guest, Mikey, this time. What do you think about this film? What were your thoughts? Uh, I like this one. Uh, the yeah. action was good. The uh, storyline was straightforward, but it didn't need to be anything special. Overall, just a really like cool film. Nice action. Way action-packed. I liked it from beginning to end, actually. It was pretty good. He's like, boom, boom, bang. It's got everything on. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's a straightforward movie. It's, it was just good all around. I liked it. Yeah. What about you, James? What were your thoughts on the movie? I agree. I, I actually saw this with Mikey. We went and saw it date night again. So <laughs> Change it up. Me. He was cured of the road. And I was like, get in here. <laughs> We've seen a Ryan Gosling movie, motherfucker. Um, I like it, too. It is like nonstop action, like nonstop. Like, yeah, some of the dialogue I think for me was a little clunky at times, but I like this one a lot. I think Ryan Gosling is like super fucking likable, and he just works as like a just mysterious kind of comedy. Just kicks enough. Ass. Yeah, okay. and then like Chris Evans is like super over the fucking top. He's basically his character from Knives Out. If that guy had more guns on him, basically. If he was a psychopath, yeah, I'm a horror. Well, he is. A, well, I was telling this to Mikey. He is a psychopath. Is, yeah. In, yeah, I mean, in a yeah. fucking uh, knives out. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen that one, I guess. But that was great. Anna de Armas is great. I was like, fuck, man. Uh, there are things I didn't like, and I'll talk about it when we get to it. But um, this was surprising because um, the Russo brothers haven't been so hot since their Marvel films. I would say, uh, movie wise. So it's kind of kind of nice to see that they. I mean, this is still like critics don't like it, but I mean, like I had I had a lot of fun. So, yeah, Marco, what are your thoughts on the movie? What do I think of Title Card the movie? Actually, <laughs> I'll be honest, I really liked it. Uh, I didn't <laughs> think he's gonna say I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, no, he's like I saw, I saw, I saw the last... Black Man actually. <laughs> 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 Shit, that was way different. Uh, I I fucking love Ryan Gosling, dude. I'm a huge Ryan Gosling fan. Spoiler. So. I think we all are, man. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. So of course I'm gonna watch a fucking the- movies in. But I, I like it, dude. It. I think uh, you know, like what James and Mikey were saying. It's 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 nonstop action. You're not watching this movie for the plot. All right. You're watching, this is a, this is your classic True Lies type of action movie where you're just going because these these guys are just fucking firing weapons and shit at each other and there's these big montages of explosions and gunfire and that's why you're going to see this movie i don't agree with that rod tomato score i think that's a little too fucking harsh man it's just a fun popcorn film dude really like if you want to go turn your brain off and watch like two guys like fucking go at it and beat the shit out of each other and shoot guns at each other then by all means do it anadarmus is fucking adorable and she fucking killed it in this movie. Um, I, I'm also a very, very huge fan of her. I also have a huge crush on her. So, you know, I'm always going to go see a movie. A little that biased. A little it, biased. So. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little slightly biased. Right, two, right. two, two people I heavily crush on in Hollywood are in this movie. So, you know, and Chris Evans being over the top, like, 
super fucking psychotic also was a little cherry on top so and you know billy bob thorns in it so yeah yeah i mean i i suppose i agree with a lot of you guys' sentiment on it i think that there's a the film starts a little grounded and it gets a bit far-fetched in the action films and scenes in europe where a lot is happening which really just the way they set the tone at the beginning of the film with the action scenes really shouldn't have happened um, especially with you know cops being killed left and right out of nowhere, it's like okay, so we're just really ramping this up. But but He's I got enjoyed out of those hand scenes. to build. It, it really did. It got quite out of the hand. Um, <laughs> but it it was really enjoyable. The action scenes were really well done. Like you guys said, the fight scenes were really just well choreographed. Ryan Gosling doing a film like this, we've seen him in more of the indie films where he's fighting, which uh, were really cool. Or like the films where it it plays off as indie late but it isn't as fast paced and this film he it works really well with him i i wasn't sure i'd I'd take him as a like a big action hero like this but um i think he he does excellent in this film and of course anna de armas is great especially after seeing her in in the last uh bond film Mm -hmm. and then seeing her in here it's it's basically like an extension of her (laughs) from that film and like really get to use her uh her skills there um, but yeah, I agree with you guys. Everybody was really well casted. Chris Evans was my favorite character in this film. <laughs> I got like he really just went for it, and it was a, a fun time to watch him just go from you know being America's it, hero to being yeah. this, this a psychopath, like we were saying. So it's um, one. He's got a lot of one liners. The villain? Like, no, just kidding, <laughs> dude. He said some shit that I was like, I would have said that. He tells that one girl, I was like, I like when your haircut didn't make you look like a bitch. I just dying. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, have I said that before?" Probably. Yeah, the one-liners were great. I think the the, yeah. the jokes really. Uh, whereas in a lot of films we've seen um, that are kind of the style, it gets too heavy with the jokes, and you're just like, "Okay, what?" I mean, was this guy just just trying to be funny? It's it's all very subtle. Like it leans in with the character that you you they they set up in the beginning. It isn't just out of place. Even Ryan Gosling's character, he's just supposed to be a smartass. Like he's not. It's a yeah. subtle smart yeah. aleck, but so he's not trying to necessarily. It's very, it's very Ryan Gosling like if you think yeah. about it. It reminds me right. of like uh, Drive a bit, and even exactly. his character from La La Land, like how dry his humor is in that movie. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of this too. When yeah. he just he says a lot of yeah, those, exactly. Like, oh. Still serious, but you know he just throws it in every once in a while to break it up. Yeah, so that's fun. A little quip. Yeah. It's, like, it's almost like a quip. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So a lot of things that have happened in this film. James, what was there any kind of memorable scene, anything that really just stood out to you that you um, you know makes you want to see it again when it comes out on Netflix? Yeah, I mean, truthfully, probably I'm gonna rewatch it on Friday with my parents. Um, I like the the action sequence, especially on the the train, was really good. That was pretty intense. The little yeah. uh, uh, in the streets of Europe, I guess, or whatever the fuck it is. Um, those those are that was really well done. Like it's so fucking crazy what's going on, and then Anadarmus is just rolling up in the fucking car and he's trying to get him in. But even just leading up to that, that whole sequence is like they're in a house, it blows out, and they're running out, and then they're he's uh you know he's running from the cops, and then he's handcuffed to a fucking bench. I thought that was funny too. Where that was funny. Chris Evans is like, how hard is it to fucking walk up and just shoot somebody, you know? <laughs> so and it's just like then he's then you kind of see six like going through and he's like he uses up all the ammo so he needs to go grab something it's a really well done like sequence of events that lead to it it's like mm-hmm. fucking intense man so that that was like the standout one for me especially that and i mean obviously the last part in the castle yeah it kind of reminds me of like uh some of the old jackie chan films but not yes. as hammed up with the comedy you know like it's kind of 
when he hits somebody, he actually feels the pain. So in this case, you know, he's using a gun and it's actually runs out of bullets and he's got to go and find bullets, you know, or find another gun, like more of a, a fake, but realistic take on what a fight would really be in that instance, you know, or a hyper realistic, yeah. I, I should say. What about you, Marco? Um, anything that really stood out for you as far as uh, any of the scenes or any specific type of action um, sequence? The plane sequence when he's trying to get out of oh, yeah. the plane, and it's just like breaking apart and he's like, rolling around trying to get to like a parachute and then pieces of the plane just keep blowing out and he finally just jumps and it, it, it took me a while to realize that oh shit he jumped without a parachute and he's just like trying to find someone who has yeah. a parachute in order to like <laughs> yeah. try to steal theirs and shit and uh, I, I like that I thought it was handled pretty well because I'd, I'd never seen the Rousseau Brothers film a scene like that so uh, I think they handled it pretty well and uh, really show like the budget that Netflix put into this I think it's like there's one of their highest, if not the highest uh, movie that they've ever uh, spent on, like $200 million. It's the most expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Is so, it um, and, it, and it fucking shows. I also really like the action sequence with Anna de Armas. I thought that that was fucking amazing. Um, and it's really fucking wild. I'll, I'll say more towards it uh, in spoilers because I don't want to give away too much. But um, those two scenes definitely stuck out. Mikey, any any additional thoughts, even on um, uh, specifically Ryan Gosling or or Chris Evans or Anna de Armas? Talking about yeah. when uh, uh, we're talking specifically, Mikey, about when Ryan Gosling's washing his shirt, quote unquote. <laughs> you can see the muscles <laughs> in the sink. Just, just let you know. Gosh, man, that guy got ripped. I was like, oh, he's got he's got I, abs. It, that I was alone that. in the theater and I literally <laughs> said, Jesus fucking Christ, under my breath. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, in terms of scenes, I mean, I kind of echo what they've already talked about here. Um, yeah, my favorite scene was the one, the action scene that James brought up. It just kind of flowed. Um, and it kind of didn't have like one thing with it. It was like, started out small places, then it went to like a big open area, then it went back to a small place, and it kind of just progressed fairly well. And everybody's already talked about like running out of bullets and you had to like drag bodies and get more bullets and stuff. So yeah. just a really, I thought, well thought out action scene. Um, in terms of the performance, we kind of talked a little bit already about Chris Evans. He's super over the top. Love the one-liner kind of things. It just kind of fit his character. Um, in terms of Ryan Gosling, I was telling James this. It's just like he doesn't even need to talk to kind of like show how yeah. char- charismatic he is. He can just sit there in a scene and be quiet, and he's still kind of like is the character still. It's kind of crazy. But... Which he's done, like in Blade Runner <laughs> 2049. Like it's, yeah. He's Scene just is there, quiet. Yeah but you still relate to him. Yeah. So I, I thought the performances were good um, for what it is. I mean, like everybody's saying it's a popcorn flick, so I'm not really expecting like super deep stuff, but there was some really good characters and the ones that were kind of mainly focused on. So I like the performances. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, just to call out another action scene, I was, I was a big fan of uh, the scene where uh, six and da- Danny fight, the lone wolf, Avixan, in the hospital, where it's all close He's quarter. He's apparently comic. a very well known uh, Indian actor, by the way. He is. Yeah. Just saying. Just he he won the uh, he won the equivalent of the um, Oscar award for best actor um, while filming this movie. Actually. While filming this, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's pretty cool. And he did say. he did great uh, in this film. Like just just that close quarter comment, you know, what they were having with the knife fight and just going after each other one by one. That was one of the more kind of uh, smaller fight scenes, but 
very very well captured and choreographed. So I thought oh, I that, that was really interesting to kind of see that. <laughs> Just <laughs> I found ass. it. I did find it weird though. The second when he's fighting Anna Darmus's character. He kind of like kicks her ass and then he's like, just kidding. Here you go. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, yeah, you know what? It's, it's just a they have no much. honor. I was like, then why the fuck did you fight for the last 10 yeah. minutes? He's, he's fighting for his <laughs> life, bro. He didn't know what she's going to do. Wait, I'm trying to tell you something. I know the language barrier is bad. But <laughs> I'm not with was this there crew. Anything, Marco, was there anything for you that you felt really wasn't working for you? Uh, at, at times it can it could be a little too jumpy. There were a, a ton of locations, like I said, like I I called this I I nicknamed this movie title card the movie because they were they the were Russo brothers, the place, man. Yeah. They they love their fucking title cards. I think uh, in one of our Copeland episodes we were talking about, hey Copeland, maybe you could have used some title cards in this in this one, you know, to kind of you know, tell a different time location. This one is the opposite of that. I'm like, a little bit of breathing room on that. I think you can kind of guess where the fuck you are, right? Like, just chill with that. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the only things that, that didn't work for me is, is just that. Um, some of the dialogue, although I really liked it, uh, it, was, it was just quip after quip. Quip, one-liner. Quip, quip, quip. It's all, this movie is just meant to be, like, quoted like any, like, standard action movie. So um, if, I'm, if I'm being nitpicky, those are probably the only two things that really didn't work for me. Yeah, James, you had mentioned James brought too. up a good point where the fight between Anna de Armas and uh, like the uh, the main assassin, the lone wolf, like it just ends. It's like okay, like it would have helped if he was just like, hey, I'm like like James said, I'm trying to tell you something, but you know, like it gets lost in translation while they're fucking each other up. But you know, it just was sort of weird for me. But that's about it. Yeah. Well, and James, you had mentioned earlier too that you felt that the dialogue was a, was a bit clunky. Did you? Yeah. Was there I anything actually, more to that? Yeah, I think Jessica Henwick's terrible in this movie. I have to bring <laughs> yeah. that up. She's the worst character in this whole fucking movie. I I wanted. I thought I would like her at the beginning yeah. of the film, but as we went through it, I was like, why is she? Because I she I generally like her in stuff like because you know like Iron Fist yeah. and shit. She's like easily the best thing in there. And then in this one though, I was like, fuck, she's terrible. Because like we don't need there was no point to her character really. Yeah. yeah, she's like Carmichael could have just fit that in, like. But I get it. He's from that Netflix show, so they're like, we got to use him for another. We got to use him in here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, even Carmichael at times is like, okay. I mean, I get it. But then with uh, Jessica Henwood's character Suzanne, it's like apparently it's, the background is like her Carmichael and Lloyd were all friends at Harvard, right, or something like that. And right. They only it's like a it's like a they say it once and you miss it kind of line. So it's like, okay, that's their background and that's why he doesn't say anything to her, but it's I don't know. She says stuff and then especially by the end I was just like this is fucking this is dumb. So yeah, her definitely was a character that I was just like, Ugh. and she didn't act that well either, in my opinion. I felt like out of everyone, like this no, is a pretty big ensemble cast, like she yeah. kinda left in the dust, man. So She's way yeah, better than she, that too. Like she showed off her acting chops and like you said, like Iron Fist and also even her small role in Game of Thrones. Like she did way better than that. What about you, Mikey? Um any any specific thing that stood out to you that wasn't working for you? Uh actually I was gonna say exactly what James said. Like I really didn't like Jessica Henwick's <laughs> character at all. Like I thought she was like kind of just misplaced in the whole movie. Um I don't know if they kind of wanted that to be that way, but it just uh didn't seem to click. It's uh, like it worked. <laughs> it's, it didn't work for me. Um, other than that, though, I, I, I didn't mind the, the quips and the, the one-liners and stuff. 
I mean, if I'm going to sit here and watch an action movie, especially one that's free on Netflix, which we saw in the theater, so obviously it wasn't free, but, uh, you know, especially for a Netflix film, I'm not expecting, I don't know about you guys, but half the time when I watch a movie, I'm like halfway doing something else usually, unless I'm really like <laughs> investing in a movie. If I'm putting it on Netflix, I'm usually just like halfway watching something, so this would be perfect for it. I would I would agree with all uh, pretty much what you guys were saying. I also I, I really didn't feel Carmichael's as a character either as a villain. Um, it was very ninety. He, he tries to be a Bond villain briefly, yeah. like by like he tells Danny some shit right, and that's the one scene I think where he he's kind of threatening, but then he also kind of finds out like maybe it doesn't happen. Then he's like, "All right, you stay here." I'm like, "That's it." So yeah. it like, seems very weird that he's. His motivations in general, like I just, I felt that was a very thin plot point that they just needed to have a catalyst for everything that was happening. Um, where you probably could have found a better way of just getting Chris Evans's character Lloyd uh, to to be kind of just the main villain in general, and and would have yeah. been fine. Or like the whole blackmail thing from the CIA, it, you know? Yeah, I, I didn't. I I agree, Nabil. Like the whole blackmail thing of it too is just kind of like so he's been doing backdoor deals and you know killing people left and right, like. Isn't that what yeah, you, I was all like, of you are doing? He, yeah, that's like, what I was thinking, too. Yeah. I was like, is that like, really the worst basic thing? Basic CIA like, shit? <laughs> I mean, there's a reason it's fucking top secret. <laughs> right. So I, I felt that whole motivation of, of what was going on. And then, and then, of course, you had the big uh, super villain or evil villain exposition jump, uh, dump from uh, Jessica Henwick's character at the end. Yeah. What was going. I was like, yeah. okay, so here's that part. Now we understand. We're going to use it for our own goods and means. Yeah. I was like... Okay. Yeah. He just uh, man. Oh, hold on. We'll talk about spoilers. <laughs> Be cool. Well, yeah. Let's let's. Like uh, we talked about go, this whole movie already, though. Yeah, we kind of did. Have. There There's is not, a little more to it than that. Yeah. We could say, but I mean, yeah. Um, but before we go into spoilers and talk about that, let's talk about what we actually rate this film. And I'm gonna start with you, James. What uh, what did you give this? I gave it a three and a half out of five. All right. Uh, Mikey, what about you? I also gave it a three and a half out of five. Marco. Uh, I give it three out of five, three stars. Yeah. And I gave it a three and a half out of five as well. So it looks like we all kind of recommend this film. Definitely worth a watch if you're interested in um, action films. Um, it's it's worth a watch, especially when it comes out on Netflix. Your time to watch something a little more popcorn mm-hmm. flicky rather than just something serious or something too over the top. It's It's a good mix of both, so. Um, worth the time. If you would like to stick around for a little bit, we'll go into spoilers and talk just about some key things that happen at the end and maybe some tidbits that you may or may not already be aware of of what's happening in the future of this potential franchise, maybe. But if not, go ahead and skip forward just a little bit and we'll give you um, some information on how you can reach out to us and let you know what we're going to be watching next. All right, so uh, back in the spoilers section now. Let's talk a little bit about the ending. So the big uh, reveal uh, at the end, essentially. Well, I guess the real big plot is that... Is there? Yeah, there really isn't a reveal, per se. But the more of the overarching plot is that Billy Bob Thornton's character, Fitzroy, um, has a niece. And that is who Ryan Gosling's character, Six, is saving and eventually does save at the end of the film. That's That's kind of the overarching story in general is trying to save this girl so mikey 
any thoughts on how this film ended with the final battle scene to like, we've just kind of spoiled a little bit about just <laughs> the conversations that were had at the end and the exposition dump, like, or, or very much the, the last ending of where six comes in and essentially um, finally saves um, Claire. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say like most of the plot points at the very end, they just kind of abruptly end. Like, I mean, there's like very, very little dialogue to wrap things up and it kind of just wraps it up in like the last five minutes kind of thing. Uh, but I did like like where they went with the kid. Like he had like almost like a like a secondhand kind of communication with the kid because he, you know, previously had kind of watched her for a little while. So I kind of like that aspect of things and uh, how the kind of relationship kind of built. But at the end, he just basically says, go over there. They're going to save you over there kind of thing and then it was over it's like okay and then they had a battle so it's like there wasn't really <laughs> they had too a much about it we kind of already touched on like the the whole like subplot with Carmichael and uh Suzanne uh, uh God. I mean that's what I said dude Suzanne's like we've got him in this location I, I told Mikey I was like that guy took down a castle I mean I'm just gonna let you know like <laughs> yeah this dude's body counts insane right now like you think fucking he's, he's the two guards at the door is gonna stop this fucking guy? He's, he he survived an assault while being like basically handcuffed to a bench. I think he's good. And uh, we got to mention too. Stabbed. Apparently, Ryan Gosling's the only character in this one that can be shot multiple times, stabbed, and not right? died. Everyone else that gets stabbed or shot, they die. Basically, in this movie. <laughs> so it's like, oh okay. <laughs> well, All he I mean, needed was a little adrenaline, and he was good to go. I mean, Lloyd got hit a couple times and still... Yeah, but then him. he gets shot. Of, I mean, he gets shot. He, I mean, he stabs six, and I was like, is that it for him? Is he going to die? And then I realized there's nine books in this series, and I was like, never mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> also, doesn't shit. he say, like, to uh, Suzanne, he's like, hey, uh, it, it, does this, does your plot kind of, like, make me live? And he's and then she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, you better get a fucking ambulance here, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and he says that at the end, so it's like, he was going but to he's... die. Uh, Maybe. Or was that I mean, just he lost him being, a lot of blood. That, I don't that just think him being made it back funny, though. I don't yeah. know. He seems silly. I he's do trying like to fast forward. He's like, I get he it. Does I have get his it. Little, he has a little one-liner where he pops in. He's like, cool, I chew gum in here. And I was like, got him. <laughs> Ding it. So, <laughs> it was cool. And they just yeah, drive off into the Virginia sunset or some shit, right? Was there, yeah, was there anything, I mean, any more thoughts on that in your end, James, in regards to just That's how cool. it all played out? Yeah, it it's worked out. It's a good out. setup to to a potential sequel. sequel. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, Ryan Gosling's already signed on for multiple three films, three or four films. So it looks like it's going to probably happen because they spent way too much money on this shit. Uh, it's it's weird. Ryan Gosling the only doesn't sign on for sequels too. Like no. he, that's why he's never been in a DC or Marvel film. He's he's almost been cast before, but he's he's turned them down because there's always multiple. Um movie deals or such and you have to put a lot of time commitment but I mean I, apparently phase four it's only one film at a time he probably could do this train wreck of a fucking phase <laughs> but um I'm looking forward to it apparently like I said they're doing a prequel and a sequel so that's pretty cool but what's this what's the prequel gonna be the prequel like- apparently is like how he became who he is and like he kills his dad right so alright so it's gonna say the stuff he talked about in prison like the maybe movie. or maybe uh, like I would assume his the years it, there's a 10 year gap from when the guy finds him. Maybe a mission that he did before. So like Remember in the prison too? all the way to the grayish man. <laughs> <laughs> the not yet. No, it's the not yet gray man. I'm like, oh, my God, the prequel, the smoke. Man. So let, maybe a little more with him as a younger guy than maybe is how uh, Rob, uh, Billy Bob Thornton trains him, I would assume. OK, yeah. 
So that's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, they had I like, did like 18 years to play with, basically. Yeah, no, there, there was it 18. It was something like, time. it was huge, right? Yeah, because yeah. he, like he was in prison 2003. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's, it's almost yeah. like 20 years. So, yeah, he's got, yeah. he's got some time. As long as Suzanne's not in it. There's a lot of books in between that. As long as Suzanne's not in it, so... Well, I was gonna say. I mean, that's the so only thing. She'll probably be in the sequel, like, though. Suzanne Carmichael kind of storyline with Lloyd. I they could, that, but right? I don't think. Oh wait, because they I yeah, because actually, they do they talk about that Lloyd was an agent at one time, but then he right, got kicked yeah. out. Yeah, they definitely right. could do something like that. I hope they don't. But it's the Russo brothers. They'll they just got to produce another really great movie, and then they can do whatever they want. They'll be able to do it. Yeah. What about you, Marco? Any any thoughts on how the film ended, or um, anything else to share in regards to the film? I thought it was kind of a fucking cop out as Suzanne comes in and you know <laughs> shoots fucking Lloyd in the chest and stuff. Like, I, I guess they were trying to give her an arc. I guess they, they they were probably like tossing the script around. It's like fuck, we gotta we gotta you know leave some room for her at the end or something. It felt kind of shoehorned in there. It was felt already like this Karen and Andy. God damn it! There, there was. You take her character out of this movie, and it doesn't change a fucking thing. Really, it doesn't. I mean, she it's was, just one she less was there to babysit him. And yeah, she but didn't I mean, technically, like, it's one less person in the control room yelling at fucking Ned Lloyd there, right? That's yeah. Funny. It's a, for for to to bring her in. Like I know she's not like that big of a, of an actor, but she's still pretty well fucking known. To bring someone in like that and then just be like. It's gonna have a couple lines here and just be really, you know, we're we're gonna it dumb down your character. It almost sounds though that she would have a bigger role in the next movie, though. I hope I hope so. I hope they develop her character a little bit more because it was just sort of fucking bland. It was just kind of like I don't know, like a thorn on your side. You're just like get the fuck away. But she didn't also but, seem like much of a threat though in this film. Even even at the end, you know, it's like compared to so how Lloyd end. was or even what. Uh, yeah, Carmichael was. She, she still yeah, seemed like just, she didn't really know what she was doing, and it's like, well, I don't really buy it because they didn't really set it up that well. Um, yeah. Aside from that, I I did like I, I mentioned it earlier the the whole like castle raiding sequence where with Anna Darmas just running around the courtyard just blowing shit up. I thought that was handled yeah. really well and uh, was another big he highlight. Based in it, bro. Got the RPG oh, oh, shit. grenade launcher. I was yeah. both fucking entertained. And turned on at the same fucking time. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking hot. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to hold back. It was just fucking awesome. I, I thought that her character really uh, was like showcased really well, both in that scene and also in the whole like city assault where she's racing in the red car and trying to catch up to the train. But um, there's a reason that, why that, your that camera's not on, Marco, right? Fire. Just, <laughs> he's just really into this conversation. It's like, it's what you boys call a coom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. oh, man. Yeah, Jessica Hamlet was terrible. <laughs> she really was. She Marco was, was just listening to stuff. stuff. I was like, oh, female villain? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> it was bad. Charlize Theron in two of the Fast Furious movies? Yeah, I know. Shitty, right? Jeez. Also, waste of, waste of a good character. Both with bad haircuts. They both have a Karen haircut at the end. She do, They do. Yeah. God. What about you, Nabil? What did you think about the endings? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, you, we, we've talked enough about just all the characters. I would. The only thing I would say in regards to the film as a whole was it's it's really kind of made a change of like the Jason Bourne-esque films where that era was all there was a lot of films that was copying that style where you know he's in Europe and there's a lot of action scenes so it's very similar in that sense but it 
this film does have its own little unique take on it, and it's not as uh, as serious as the Bourne films, which I like. So I, I'm I'm hoping that you know with potential sequels uh, or at least one sequel or a prequel um, or both that comes up that it'll kind of continue that trend and and be its own thing and maybe um, kind of bring some more life into that old genre that kind of went away after the the uh, 2010s, early 20, uh, or late 2000s. Um, and yeah, we can I see agree, more of that kind of fun, fun, fast-paced action uh, film with that's kind of set in Europe. It's, those are those are always fun. So I enjoy that part of it. The Bill said, "I choose violence every time." All right, guys, that's the end of the podcast. Got a double feature for you once again. Thank you, Mikey, for joining us today. Your thank pain you always counts. It's always a pleasure. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. Feedback, responsive views. Marco, let them know how they can now reach us. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. We promise we'll make our phase four a lot better and more intertwined. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Amazon Music, I think that's all of them. We're in every single one of those. There's no fucking excuse. Smash that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. And like James said, please like, share, rate us. Uh, thank you so much for you know all the love that we get, all the likes, all the comments, all the mentions. We really appreciate it. Um, keep on at it. If this is your first time listening to the pod, welcome. You've uh, joined us for uh, one of our many double features. There'll be more to come, and we hope you stick with us for the long run. And with so many new listeners from our last podcast, RRR, definitely, um, you know, give us your recommendations. Any films that you want us to, to watch that we may have not have thought of before that isn't necessarily um, always playing in theaters, you know, share that. Give us that feedback. We'll be happy to, to take a listener review and put that as one of the pods. Yes, please. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. All right, guys, so tune in to next time, episode 130. We're going to be continuing our couple of corner with the review of the 1982 film, One from the Heart, as well as doing the new Jordan Pill film, Nope. So until then, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And Mikey. Have a great one. <laughs>